everybody, Fernando Campos here, back, and what a race we had in Belgium. A big fight for the win between two great drivers in a strategic battle and a resistance race between them. Mercedes ended up getting the win they wanted, but not the one two they wanted after Bottas made a huge mistake uh, after the safety car. And Vettel played the, the damage limitation card to perfection, limiting the gains of Lewis Hamilton after his win in Spa-Francorchamps. Meanwhile, in the midfield, we had a little in-team battle between Ocon and Perez, and that will create a lot of debate. So without further ado, let's get right to the Belgium Grand Prix recap. Okay, so starting from Saturday, Hamilton dominated the qualifying session, but Vettel made sure to show from the get-go that he wasn't going to let the Mercedes roll away with a 1-2 in Spa and he put his Ferrari in between Hamilton and Bottas right on the start. Plus he got a great jump on Sunday, so Bottas never had a chance to, to challenge Vettel for the second place. Now, this was the whole story of the race. Hamilton trying to create a gap and, and relax a little bit on the lead. Meanwhile, Vettel was trying to, 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 to get Hamilton to force him to make a mistake because this was the only way Vettel was going to be able to, to pass Hamilton at Spa. On sheer power, Mercedes would be, Mercedes is better than Ferrari and Ferrari wouldn't be able to, to surpass Mercedes in Spa. So he had to make Hamilton make a mistake and that didn't happen. The last tint, of, last tint of the race was really, really difficult for Hamilton because he was using the soft tires, meanwhile Vettel was using the ultra soft tires. And the difference between them is 1.8 seconds. So Hamilton had to take to, to gain 1.8 seconds in sheer power, engine and arm. So that was a really difficult stint and you could see on Hamilton's reaction after he got out of the car. Because Hamilton was not smiling, he was not celebrating with a happy face. He was relieved, his adrenaline was so high because he had to fight for the whole race, for the whole 44 laps, not to let Vettel through because any minimal mistake could mean he would lose this race. So Hamilton had to really really fight for, the, for this win and this race uh, showed us why Bottas and Raikkonen are considered second drivers because they never stood a threat to, threat to both uh, Hamilton and Vettel and he, they were even uh, surpassed by uh, Ricardo and his, his Red Bull. They were nowhere to be seen and Bottas even had a chance to fight for the championship before Belgium but now I don't think he will be able to do it. I think this fight is between Hamilton and Vettel. Um, his mistake after the safety car went out was costly. He lost the podium there and Ricardo, opportunistic as he always is, got his third place back. But now I don't see Bottas as a championship contender, neither is Raikkonen who is even behind uh, Ricardo in the championship. So this fight will be between Hamilton and Vettel and among them Hamilton dominated the race from, from the beginning to the checkered flag. He deserved this win. He, got, he, he, he was able to control Vettel even though he had 1.8 seconds to gain just from the tires. And Vettel made the possible and the impossible with, with his Ferrari to, to, to be able to control the damage. If he can, can, if he can come out of Belgium and Monza with two second places, this will be perfect for him because he's limiting the gains Hamilton will have in fast tracks. So if he can come out of Monza and Belgium with two second places or even a race win in Monza, Vettel is pretty set for the end of the year because after these two races, uh, there is Singapore, which is a classic slow circuit. And if you think about the last races we have Interlagos, which is a slow circuit, we have other technical circuits that can favor the Ferrari. So if this goes as it is now, Vettel playing the consistency card and Hamilton having to fight this hard for the wins, 
I see Vettel as a stronger championship contender for now. Now, on the midfield, we had interesting scenarios going on, but before we start, I want to say that I've decided to make a special episode only for First Inia. So the next couple of days, I'll be publishing a whole segment for them, because that situation is delicate, it's complex, we need more time to talk about them. And that's simply because they have two great drivers and their talent is similar, so they meet a lot on the track, but Perez doesn't seem to be able to deal with it. And that is creating a big problem where Forsinia uh, thought they could have found a gold mine. But now this gold mine is becoming a big problem for them. So it's so complex that we need a whole episode for them. The biggest surprise on Sunday was Renault. And we talked about this on our last episode here. Renault was not supposed to be good at Spa. But still, Hulkenberg finished 6th and Palmer was able to go to Q3. Of course, on Sunday he went backwards, but that's because it's Palmer. But Hulkenberg got a 6th place after he got a 6th place in, in Hungary. And these circuits are complete opposite of one another. So this comes to show that Renault has a great car after that boat that they built last year. This year Renault has a great car and they have room to develop this car even more. So the Constructors Championship can change a lot and Renault can become a big factor on this fight. Williams, on the other hand, is going backwards. Felipe Massa admitted it. And of course, he had difficulties because he crashed on Friday, so the, his difficulties on Saturday could be in part because of oh, Friday. But even him and Stroll uh, had difficulties on, on Saturdays. They started on the back part of the grid. And Massa had to depend on luck, or d rely on luck, to be able to score good points with his 8th place. So Williams is falling backwards in the worst time possible because every team there can become a threat for them and the biggest uh, evidence of that is, th is that every team apart from McLaren and Sauber scored points. Mercedes, Red Bull and Ferrari scored points with their drivers up there. Then we had Grosjean in 7th, Sainz in 10th, Ocon in 9th, Massa in 8th and Hülkenberg in 6th. So apart from McLaren and Sauber every single team scored points and this comes to show how difficult the fight in the midfield will be. This fight will go all the way to Abu Dhabi and a lot of teams can become a, a bigger factor on this fight. And this is what we'll talk about now. The fight on the midfield gets more interesting after each race. Because in the Constructors' Championship, the top is pretty well divided. Because Ferrari and Mercedes are fighting for the top spot. But Mercedes is slowly but surely building a good lead to be able to win this with relative ease. Then comes Red Bull and Forsenia which are having pretty lonely championships because Red Bull has 199 points and Forsenia has 103. So they got to a point that they are not going to challenge the team ahead and they are not going to get challenged by the team behind. Red Bull has 199, Forsenia has 103. And the team in 5th is Williams with 45 points. So Forsenia is pretty well set on 4th place. Then comes Williams with 45, Toro Rosso with 40, Haas with 35 and Renault with 34. So only 11 points separate the 5th the team from the 8th team. And it's difficult to bet on any of these teams because Williams has the advantage but their car is falling back and Massa and Stroh are not the most uh, reliable drivers on the grid now. Of course, Massa's experience, his throw is getting some confidence, he found a podium in Baku, he got some points in Canada, but still, they're not the best, uh, the best drivers on this fight. 
Now, Toro Rosso has a great driver in Sainz, but a pretty unreliable driver in Kvyat, and their car is not, is not there anymore, so Toro Rosso might stay where they are in 6th place, while the whole scenario changes. Now Haas has probably the most balanced uh, couple of drivers, they have Grosjean, who is a terrific driver, and then Magnussen, who among these teams is probably the best second driver from them, and they have a great car, they're developing their car, they got 35 points in their second year in Formula 1. So Haas can maybe become a bigger factor coming the end of the, the, the season, they can challenge Toro Rosso, maybe Williams. So we have to keep an eye open for Haas, but probably the biggest factor on this fight is one point behind the American team, which is Renault. Renault scored 8 points last season and they have 34 points in 2017 but they all came from Nico Hulkenberg so you try to imagine what could have happened if Renault had a good second driver Julian Palmer is starting to become a big weight that Renault and Hulkenberg has to have to carry and Hulkenberg is being a terrific a splendid driver he's showing that his this Renault car is really really good because they got a sixth place in Hungary and a sixth place in Belgium which are pretty opposite uh, circuits as we talked about uh, a while ago so Renault is a team which has the biggest uh, potential to improve, they have the money to improve. We have to keep an eye open for Renault, they are only 11 points behind Williams, so we could see Renault getting a 5th place coming the end of the year, and who knows where is the roof for Renault after they get a 5th place in their 2nd year after they came back to Formula 1. So this fight is starting to become to get really really interesting. I don't see McLaren coming back to, to this fight because they're in ninth with 11 points and of course Sauber is in 10th with 5. But from Williams to Renault only 11 points separating them and if you remember that every team scored points this race, this fight will go all the way to Abu Dhabi and Renault is probably the best team to, to bet on even though it's not the safest thing to do to bet in one of these teams. Renault is probably the best team to bet on this at this moment coming the end of the season to be in fifth place and with a good scenario to be looking at in 2018. That's it from a little Belgium Grand Prix recap and Monza is just around the corner so next week we also have Formula 1. Once again, thank you for the feedback, episode number 2 was great, and don't forget that episode number 4 will be about First India, so if you want to send your opinions about the team, what happened with them, what will happen with them, your thoughts and opinions, make sure to do so on Twitter, I'm there at Afrindown Campus, or here at Anchor, just like Gary did, so we can debate this together. Also, make sure to, to check my station here at Anchor, because there's some exclusive content here. I talked about the free practice here, I talked about some penalties, so make sure to get everything and I'll see you guys. Oh, sorry. Do you have something to say, Rod Medley? Fernando is faster than you. Can you confirm you understood that message?